This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. beginning to look a lot like chaos. Snow, ice and freezing fog has brought London to a halt. Vehicles have been abandoned, drivers have been left stranded, flights cancelled, there's mayhem on the rails and school closures are plenty. In fact, the snow was so thick in the capital this morning, a man was filmed skiing through the streets. Well, that's one way to get about, I suppose. December, the most magical month of the year, is shaking up to be an advent calendar full of woe. With snow behind one door... ..and this behind the next. So over 40,000 members across Network Rail and the 14 train operating companies will take a series of 48-hour strikes on the 13th and 14th and 16th and 17th of December and then again on the January the 3rd and 4th and the 6th and 7th. Ross Lydell is the Evening Standard City Hall editor and transport editor. Well, I'm speaking to you this morning from Walthamstow. I'm at home just now because I didn't dare to try and get into the office. And it's fair to say that Walthamstow is something uh, rather better known as Waltham Snow. It's completely covered in snow. It must be a good six inches deep here. Uh, my daughter's not at school today. About 30 schools in the borough of Waltham Forest have had to close today because teachers cannot get in. And this has been mirrored in other boroughs. I think Waltham Forest is the worst affected, but there are other boroughs such as Bexley, Tower Hamlets, Newham and Haringey where schools have had to close as well. And it's been quite clear from what I've been reporting on this morning that the roads are an absolute nightmare and there are ongoing problems at the airports and in particular right across the tube and rail network. The problems with the airports began last night when both Stansted and Gatwick had to close their runways. Each airport has just one runway, unlike Heathrow that has two, and that meant that dozens of flights had to be diverted or delayed 
it meant that for some people who were trying to fly into either Stansted or Gatwick, one flight ended up in Manchester, another went to Amsterdam, one went to Newcastle, and others returned to their sort of departure airport. So they ended up back where they began. Somebody else ended up in Brussels, they said. So there was quite considerable chaos last night. This morning, about many dozens of flights were still being cancelled or, or delayed coming into Stansted and Gatwick. There were also problems at Luton. There were problems last night at London City Airport in Docklands. And this morning as well, Heathrow said that many British Airways flights and some other operators were also having to cancel their flights. So it's estimated at least 200 flights over the last 24-hour period have been affected in some way by the snow. If we look at the state of the roads, there were particular problems on the M25, which had to close last night around sort of the South Mims, Waltham Cross area in the north uh, part of the, the motorway. And again, there were problems there this morning where it was closed for a couple of hours. It only reopened around 8am. And there were problems there that uh, the National Highways Agency said that there were around five centimetres of snow there, but that caused vehicles to become delayed. And there were reports as well of some lorries jackknifing and obviously blocking the entire carriageway. So it was very dangerous there and difficult to get gritters out and emergency services out to vehicles and drivers in trouble. There were other problems this morning on the North Circular Road that was particularly heavily congested because probably many drivers were trying to avoid going on the M25. Uh, we heard of one paramedic who was on the M25 trying to get home. He was off duty. He was trying to get back to Birmingham and he said he'd been stuck there this morning for more than two and a half hours and uh, he expected the traffic would have been bad, but nothing as bad as he actually found it. Uh, so that's the sort of sense of what's been happening on there. In terms of what was happening on the tube network, pretty much it's it's probably easier to say that very little was actually running normally, pretty much only the Elizabeth line. Across the tube, the problems were probably worst on the central line, which had real problems at its eastern end uh, around Woodford to Hainault, where the um, that, that part of the track is above ground and that was sort of all sort of jammed up with ice and snow. There were similar problems on both northern branches of the northern line, so there were no trains there uh, between sort of Archway on one side and Golders Green going north on the other. There were problems on the Jubilee line around the Willsden Wembley Park area where people were being sort of turfed off the trains at Wembley Park and couldn't get further south into central London. Uh, there were problems on the district line we heard at Earl's Court where passengers there were having to change and couldn't get on a city train. So it really was a pretty miserable experience for people trying to get into work this morning. How does this disruption compare to previous years when it snows? I think the unusual thing about today is that this has come slightly earlier in winter than we would normally expect. It's not unusual for there to be two or three days a year, perhaps a little bit more, where it's extremely cold and there's a bit of snow or ice and that causes problems on the outlying parts of the underground. We also get this sometimes when there's extreme flooding, quite often lots of Rain simply causes problems as well because the signalling systems all sort of start to uh, sort of fuse and uh, and break and that can cause, once you've got just one delay on the, un it doesn't take very long before you have an enormous backup and some very busy platforms and lots of passengers going nowhere. So it's not unusual for this to happen. It's probably just unusual that it happens quite this side of Christmas. How long is this disruption expected to continue? So the Met Office has issued a yellow severe weather warning for London in the southeast, and that runs currently until 11am tomorrow. Essentially, the, the temperatures will be so cold, the snow will not have anywhere to go, and there'll be 
ice underlying the snow. So that will cause problems on the roads. Councils are saying they're starting to get their gritting lorries out, but it would take some time for the main roads to become clear. And also, of course, there'll be issues with pavements and playgrounds, which is obviously why many of the schools are closed today. So there could actually be disruption for really quite a few days. I think it's not until Friday until we get temperatures around seven degrees and possibly some rain that will actually start to wash the snow away. It's not just the weather we have to worry about here, that tomorrow we have the RMT going out on strike for various periods. Initially this week for two 48-hour periods, and the disruption there is that on the national railways, there will be disruption pretty much for the next six days. And then rolling forward up until the 9th of January, uh, Network Rail the other day published what is essentially is a sort of advent calendar of woe showing how disrupted the national railways will be for the next month. And it makes pretty grim reading that essentially if you're going to be relying on a mainline train over Christmas and into the new year, things will not be back to normal until the 9th of January. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more details about the travel advent calendar of woe. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Ross, as you've mentioned, train strikes are also happening this week. Will this have a knock-on impact when it comes to other modes of transport too? Well, it's always worth bearing in mind in terms of how many people use the railways compared to how many use the tube. And it's roughly three times as many people use the tube on any day as use the whole of Britain's railways. That gives a sense of perspective. The tube is much more important, certainly to Londoners, although if you live in southeast London, that's not the case where you have no tube line at all. So it just gives a sense of how many people we're talking about. You know, on an average day, you're looking to have about 1.5 million journeys on the national railways. And it's always the case that between Christmas and New Year, there's engineering work on the railways and that some stations and some lines shut down to enable network rail to replace tracks. What is already known is that between Christmas and New Year, Victoria Station will be closed and Liverpool Street Station will be closed, both of the main line stations, not the tube stations. And that means that people using trains to get into central London will have a major headache there and essentially won't be able to get into tra- into central London by train that the Victoria trains will divert to London Bridge with the, the Liverpool Street trains essentially will have to find another way in, possibly sort of change your journey and pick up the uh, central line elsewhere. So there's quite a lot of disruption already planned. The other issue we have is that in addition to the strike action planned on the national railways and at network rail by the RMT, their members are also going ahead with an overtime ban. Now that will be on pretty much every day where there's not a strike, there will be an overtime ban and that means that they won't be volunteering for any extra shifts or any extra work. And that will have the effect of reducing the number of trains on the network by about 20 to 30%. So essentially, on days when there is not a strike, there will still be fewer trains and probably more passengers trying to get around. So you'd end up with much busier trains and fewer trains. So it's not going to be a happy time at all to travel. 
what impact will that have? Well, people essentially who still want to travel and meet their families over the Christmas and holiday period will probably think, how else can they get around? Can they fly or can they use their cars? So is the message then try not to travel for the foreseeable unless it's necessary? That's right. That was certainly the advice from South Eastern Railway this morning. It basically said, do not travel. It was hoping that some of its trains would be back by around 10am, it was trying to get as many services rolling again. But obviously, that's the last thing that train companies want to do or that TfL wants to do is to advise people not to travel because not only they're doing it, obviously, for the benefit of passengers to avoid people standing on platforms, freezing and awaiting a train that never comes. But of course, it means that they don't get the fares income and that everybody wants to have the fares at this time. And particularly all the businesses want to have the customers. People need to get out and about. They want to go Christmas shopping. This is what's known as the golden quarter for many London businesses. They really want people to be coming into the capital, spending their money, helping to restore the economy post-pandemic. And it's a pretty miserable time when through a combination of bad weather and strikes that people are unable to make the journeys they otherwise would like to make. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.